You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Church family, if you are listening on schedule, today is Wednesday, so happy Wednesday. I hope that you're walking well with the Lord today while you're scattered on mission. Can't wait to see you tonight as we gather for our discipleship in small groups. Today's episode of the podcast is extremely special to me because I have a room full of friends gathered. Um, We've invited several of our student ministers who are able to be with us to just come and speak about Disciple Now. Most of you know that last weekend, um, our students joined with other students from all over the community for Disciple Disciple Now weekend. They had a phenomenal time. And I just thought one way that we could share with our church family uh, how the Lord moved is if we just invited some of our friends from local churches. So let me tell you who's in the room. Of course, Jeremy's in the room. Hey, Stro, good to see you. Jason Wade, who is, Jason, you're the middle school pastor at Pedal Harvey right now? That's right. And you've been you've been every age of student ministry ever. That so is correct. You're the veteran of the war. Um, Chris Robbins. Hey, Chris. Chris, you are more than student ministry at First Baptist, but I don't know what all you do. What all do you do over there? All duties as assigned. I love it. All right. But one of those duties is you disciple the students at First Baptist in Pell. Danny Boudreaux. Danny, you are officially the high school pastor. Is that right? At yes. Pell Harvey? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Awesome guys in the room. And so I just want to hear from some of you guys how the Lord is moving um, in our community, in our students, and in your church after Disciple Now weekend. So, Chris, can I start with you? You seem like you are the most focused and prepared this morning. I think this year was one of the best emails that we've had in a long time. Uh, Justin Graves came in and, and was the speaker this this week and uh, just did a phenomenal job. He was very faithful to the text in John 11, um, speaking about Lazarus. And uh, a lot of times the speaker comes in and says the same thing that we say each and every week, but for whatever reason, um, the students seem to key on it a little bit better and uh, just fall under the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I know that I had several students that were dealing with a lot of a uh, lot of issues um, coming from broken homes and those kind of things. And um, one of the things that Justin talked about the first night was your relationship with Jesus doesn't come pain-free. Um, and I think that hit a lot of the students where they are because they are experiencing pain and their difficulty in life. Um, and so it's just, it's refreshing to see that, you know, we say the same thing and then the expert comes in and says, says the exact same thing and the students hear it. Um, but it's, it's been really good. It was a really good weekend. I know that when I was kind of walking through uh, Sunday morning, just chatting with our students about Disciple Now Weekend, a lot of them made strong comments about the teaching. So apparently Justin did a phenomenal job with them. I'm real happy to hear that. He did. He did. Um, Danny B., Danny B., would you go ahead and share a little bit from your perspective, man, as high school pastor? Yeah, so I think um, our best our best night was probably the, the final night, Saturday night. Um, Justin wrapped up the story about Lazarus, and uh, Lazarus had come back from the, from the dead, and they're unwrapping the grave clothes off of him. And a lot of my students really connected. Justin made a connection between the grave clothes being some old parts of our life that need to be unwrapped, some layers that have taken a long time to get on, and they're going to take some time to get off, that Jesus wants to change us, and those 
you know, even even when he raises us, even when we come back, even when he brings life to us, there are still some of those grave clothes that are still wrapped around us. I think a lot of my students connected with that and were, man, they're, they, they really want to get rid of the junk in their life. They want to get rid of sin. They want to pursue holiness. They want Jesus to be everything for them. But they realize they've got a lot of flaws and a lot of mistakes and a lot of things that they've been holding on to. I think this weekend was a, was a, a refreshing and encouraging time for them to go, man, school's been going on for a while now. They're starting to get to the back half of that. What have I done with it? Um, a lot of my seniors especially, what have I done with this year? This is it. I've been allowing a lot of junk to be in my life, and I've been allowing a lot of sin to be rooted in my life, and God's wanting to get rid of it. He's wanting to change me. He's wanting to use me. And I think they were encouraged to get some of those grave clothes off. They're not dead anymore to get rid of some of that junk so that Jesus can use them for a greater purpose. That's awesome. Danny, that's fantastic. Jason Wade, from the middle school pastor's perspective, deal with you know different set of kids, different issues. How was the weekend for you? Yeah, the middle schoolers bring a lot of excitement to our weekend. It's the, for a lot of them, it's their first time to experience Disciple Now. And so uh, a lot of energy, of course, in middle school. Uh, uh, also, I echo what these guys said about um, the worship service time. Uh, first of all, uh, it is... It's good just to have our community together in the same room worshiping. Uh, they're together with students from their school they don't worship with on a weekly basis. For our middle schoolers, they're there with high schoolers, they're with college leaders. Um, and the sense of community we get from worship, uh, I think, is one of my favorite parts of the weekend. Uh, also, for our students, uh, for our middle schoolers to get to, uh, to hear the gospel, um, I don't know of any of ours that were saved this weekend, but here's what I know. A lot of those students in the room hear the gospel and they start to process that. They'll be asking questions, and uh, we pray the Holy Spirit works in their lives and that salvations come from this weekend, that spiritual growth comes from this weekend, that life change comes from this weekend. Uh, as Danny said, uh, things that have uh, been, uh, their lives have been wrapped with sin, and we have that in all age groups, uh, for them to start letting go of some of that and realize the freedom they have in Christ. And some, uh, some good conversations have already come out of that, and so we're excited to see what the Lord does with that. That's awesome. It's neat to think about, you know, with your analogy, if you started to unwrap bad habits and those qualities that we had when we were dead in our sins and trespasses, if you started unwrapping those as an eighth grader, you know, how far along would you be as an 11th grader, you know, when you're going into those last years? Anyway, it's kind of cool to think about the span of ages at Disciple Now. Um, Stro, you've been with us a a bunch of times on the podcast. I appreciate you putting this all together and uh, calling youth ministers to come help support. But, man, we'd love to hear from your perspective. Um, What what were some Disciple Now highlights um, for you, man? Yeah, I think they were right. The worship was really great. Justin did a great job teaching our students, and he connected with them well. And there were some important truths that they were able to settle into. Uh, I, I really enjoyed our students and their leaders and some of the connections that we saw this weekend. I've had a chance to follow up with a lot of our leaders of the last couple of days, um, Sunday and yesterday and a little bit this morning, and uh, found that a lot of good conversations were started. Some of our students are thinking differently about following Jesus. Some of them have, have been honest about, man, I don't know that I've ever really bought into to any of this, that I really need to think about whether or not Jesus is everything or just something kind of on the side uh, that I'm doing because it's what our family does. And so seeing some really good processing of is Jesus really greater than everything? Can he come over all my mistakes, my mistakes, my failures? Um, can he change my old life and my habits? And is that something I want in my story? Uh, it was neat to see some of our older students pour into some of our younger students, our high school guys connecting with our middle school guys uh, and girls. Uh, so there were just a lot of really good, really honest talks 
and a lot of that happened in our groups. And so really grateful for our leaders, really grateful for our students and their attitudes and just kind of leaning into those those conversations. It was just it was a good weekend. Awesome. So um, most of our podcast listeners are, um, you know, are Cardinal folks. I think we have a few in the community who listen. And I just want to encourage you, if you're a believer in any of our churches listening today, like let's do a good job as a church discipling students. Let's remember the pressures and the tension. Um, that's part of the joy of their that season of their life, man, but it comes with so much pressure and stress. So let's be good at discipling our students, at making room for them and loving them. And so coming off Disciple Now weekend, I think it's a great time to talk about this. Um, I just want to ask you guys as youth pastors, just really briefly, in your opinion, from your perspective, what are a few things that all of us listening today can do to help disciple teenagers um, in our in our local churches? Maybe in your church, maybe in our church, but what can we do as a body of Christ? You know, maybe it's been a few years since we were a teenager. Maybe you're a college student listening to this. Maybe you're a grandparent or a parent. But what are a couple of things that you guys would encourage us to do so that our churches can become um, better congregations for the discipleship? of our teenagers. I can't wait to hear a couple of suggestions. Uh, my first suggestions while you guys are getting your ideas together is, um, I know this podcast isn't the answer to everything, but we've had a couple of students who share testimonies here. They did a great job. I'd love to have more of that. So if you're a student listening today, would you let me hear your testimony and share it with the church about how God's working in your life so that we as adults can understand more accurately how to encourage and equip you for the journey that you're walking with Jesus. Uh, Second, I would encourage you, this is a great podcast episode to share with parents of students around town. And uh, it's not easy to parent teenagers sometimes, but if you want to just share this with that community that's making disciples in their households or in the church, this would be a great episode to share um, just so that we can start thinking together. But there are more good ideas out there, so let's hear them from you guys. Who wants to go first? What's one good step we can take in our churches to be better at discipling students? I'll take that one. I, I believe um, I read an article actually from Richard Ross this morning that he published in the Baptist Record <clears throat> in January, and just talking about how the 1950s youth ministry silo isn't working anymore. Um, and so, it's just, just one easy thing that that those of you who are listening can do is just have conversations with our students um, as they come in um, before worship, after worship, on, on Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, just grab one of them and pull them aside and ask them how they're doing and how life is, and and just try to build a relationship over several weeks and and allow those students to know that we as adults care about them, not just the ones that are paid to do it, not just the ones that that are small group leaders, but the entire church are are caring and loving on students when they walk through the doors. That's fantastic. I had a couple of people in my church that I looked up to, you know, that just made connections with me. And I challenge you, if you're listening today, be that person, you know, as students, when they go through milestones or crises or when they graduate, that they want to see you in close counsel because they've learned to look to you for direction. Well, the statistic out there is 75 to 80% of students who graduate won't step back in, into the doors of the church. And so um, one of the reasons that the students stay through college and through young adulthood is that they have significant relationships with, with other members of the church. And so it's just vitally important that, that that happens. All right, so here's my challenge. When you sit down Sunday morning, look around, and the closest teenager to you this Sunday, claim them. Just start ministering to them. Jason, yeah. Danny, Stroke, what are some things that you guys think we could do? Thanks, Chris. I would say for, for parents of teenagers, uh, just not to forget the simple things. Um, when you sit down, you ride around, you have meals, and you go to bed, uh, to have spiritual conversations with your kids. 
on a daily basis, daily connection. What's God doing in your life? How can I pray for you? Um, what are your struggles? And include uh, a spiritual aspect. Include God in all components of life. Uh, I think kids need that on a daily basis. And I think sometimes in a busy life, we forget to include that as parents. Uh, I think for a church, uh, small groups is where discipleship happens. We try to tell our small group leaders uh, that it's a place our kids can be known, held, uh, known, cared for, held accountable, and encouraged. Uh, I think our students need those things in their lives. And we try to uh, we try to do those with our small group leaders uh, and to pray always as a church. If you don't know your students, get to know some, but also uh, to be praying for your students and your student ministries. Yeah, thanks, Jason. And you've got a unique perspective um, because, I mean, the, the room, we've got lots of kids in the families represented here, but you have, you've, you're parenting teenagers and your student ministers. That's so right. You're, you're right there. All right, good deal. Danny Stroh, what what's the suggestion you guys bring today? I would say it's super important that we model and also um, and also insist on our students um, paying the same kind of attention to their walk with Christ that they pay to the other things in their story. Um, as often as you talk to your kids about how well they're doing with school, grades, extracurriculars, as much time as you're spending on those topics, um, at least that much or more on their faith and, and what they believe. And that can be intimidating because sometimes there are questions that we don't know the answers to and we feel like we should. Sometimes it's just tough to get that going. And if you haven't done it, talking about new things can be a little bit tricky. But the truth is, is that we... We push our students in a lot of ways, and yeah. we push ourselves in a lot of ways. But if we're honest when it comes to reading Scripture, prayer, being with Christ, and figuring out how we should live our whole life inside that context, sometimes we're really, uh, that just gets leftover effort. Mm-hmm. And man, if that got our best effort, um, I think that would make a really big difference. Well, so I'm the pastor of our church, and I'm thinking in our culture, how often do I see kids on Sunday morning, and I say, hey man, great to see you. How's baseball? Hey, it's fantastic. How's show choir? I, heard, I know that you got, how's band? Are you, is in, indoor kicked off yet? And I'm thinking, even the pastor, you know, how often am I just as quick to say, hey, how's baseball? Great, man, good. Listen, how's your walk with the Lord right now? 11th grade can be tough. How you doing, man? Can I pray for you? How can I, how can I be praying for you this week to encourage you in Jesus? Um, and so if the pastor can grow in that, what if the whole congregation grows in that and we do start to care as much about their walk with Christ and show that in the way that we communicate values in, in our conversations? Danny, man, what, what have you got? How can we... Uh, be better at discipling our kids. Yeah, I think all these things are really good. Uh, what the what the guys have already shared, and you know, as much as you can get involved in students' lives and love on them and invest in them, I think that's great. I would, I would add, um, you know, what are you, you know, how often do you pray or think about your youth pastor or your your adults who are leading your youth ministry or all those who are involved in discipleship of students? It's it's hard. It's messy. And you may think somebody else is volunteering or somebody else is helping or somebody else is taking care of that when probably they're not. And so, you know, how are you loving on your youth pastor? How are you investing in them? We don't, we don't know what we're doing. Uh, we don't have everything together. Uh, we're not perfect. And, you know, I just I wonder how, how are you encouraging them? What ways is God laying on your heart to love on them and invest in them and, uh, and to pour into those people who are leading um, your students as well? So. Man, that's a lot for us to think about and to pray about. And uh, thanks. Thanks for sharing the morning with us, guys. Uh, Thanks for sharing your morning with us, listeners. And um, church family, I hope that you'll continue to chase Jesus and to, especially in this way, encourage students and help disciple them uh, as we try to walk along your students and disciple them in Jesus. Thanks for being with us this morning.